I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is. Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show. All right, this is The Big Douglas Show. I'm Big Douglas. He's the rapper Big Pooh. And our guest today from Established the Run is Evan Silva. Evan, thanks for hopping on today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, guys. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a pleasure to be with you, and I'm ready to talk some ball with you guys. Yeah. Well, uh, for our regular listeners, we won't have a Friday show, so we will get in the birthday game today. Let's start with Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward has a birthday this week. Heinz Ward? I think Heinz Ward is turning 47. Evan, Evan, what do you think? Heinz Ward, uh, some of the best hands in the history of the league, um, never dropped anything, and one of the best blocking receivers of all time. Um, I think wow. he's got he's, he's got at least one Super Bowl ring, right? Yep. yep. How old, how old do you think he turns this week? Um, what would you guess? Forty seven. I think that's a really good guess. I will go. <laughs> I will go with forty six just to undercut him. Heinz Ward is forty five this week. All right. Oh wow! <laughs> it it is uh, it is Common's birthday this week. How old do you think Common is? Oh, the rapper. Um, yeah. I know Common is about forty eight. Forty eight. You got it. Who's the best at this? I'm telling you, he presses. I don't know if he's cheating or not, but uh, <laughs> Common is forty eight. All right, Tristan Thompson for uh, the Cavaliers. He's still with the Cavaliers. No, right? Boston. You with Boston? Boston He's got a birthday this week. How old do you think Tristan Thompson is? Uh, 31. He is not 31. Evan, what do you think? Um, I'll say 30. Ah, Tristan Thompson, 29 this week. All right, we've got two more. Lester Holt has a birthday this week. Lester Holt. I have no idea. I'm 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 stumped on this one. Do you you have any idea, Evan? Uh, I will go with. I think he's like an older dude that kind of looks a little younger. Uh-huh. Um, I I will go with sixty five. Sixty two. Lester Holt turned sixty two. And we'll wrap up the birthday game with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris has a birthday this week. Oh, Chuck Norris is definitely every bit of about 70. I, I actually know this on the spot because I was lo- just looking at this. Uh, oh. So I, I, he's 81, man. <laughs> really? 81. Yep. 81 for Grandpa Norris. Wow. <laughs> I, I still kick all of our asses right now. Oh, yeah. Combined. Definitely. All right, well, let's get on to some football. Uh, Ron Rivera had a uh, – we hadn't really talked much on this. Ron Rivera had a press conference yesterday where he addressed, addressed some of the Alex Smith stuff. I wasn't surprised by that. I mean, they had to have been shocked that he wanted to come back, that he was going to get cleared to come back. So a lot of those comments that made people upset, I was surprised at. Um, did, had you guys heard those comments from Alex? Uh, from the GQ interview? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard I heard the comments and I, I wasn't surprised either, um, especially with it being a new regime coming in. 
you know, Ron Rivera and his staff had no allegiance to Alex Smith. And, you know, they were just trying to figure out what was what when they came in. Obviously, it was a lot swirling around the team at the time. So I wasn't I wasn't surprised at all. I was surprised at how Alex Smith may have taken it. I don't know if he needed to use that as motivation or not, but um, I, I was more surprised by that than Ron Rivera and Washington, Washington's or, or the regime's um, view on Alex Smith at the time. Um, yeah, you know, I, he, I guess at the end of the day, he felt like they kind of didn't want him there. Right. Because I mean, he's a holdover, he's coming back from this injury. He's not part of their future and they're, they're trying to start something new. You know, they have a lot of young players. I mean, they're, they're a young team at this point. I I would consider Washington to have, you know, really, I mean, they, they got old there for a while, but now they're a really young team with, um, you know, Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson and, you know, the, the new OC, Scott Turner, who I really, really like, I, I, I he really started to catch my eye uh, toward the, toward the end of his time in Carolina, just getting the most out of players. Um, and I think that he did that. I mean, you saw Logan Thomas have a career year. Uh, Terry McLaurin had what almost 1200 receiving yards, despite playing through two high ankle sprains, Antonio Gibson, who, um, you know, didn't have a lot of college production uh, looked really, really good. I thought, in his first year and Alex Smith, you know, he's just not part of, not part of their future. So I, I understand um, that feeling. And I mean, it's kind of like the way that it should be, unfortunately, even though we all like to see Alex Smith succeed after he's, he's just known as like being a really good guy. Uh, and also, um, you know, coming back from that brutal, brutal injury, I'm sure that you guys saw that uh, the ESPN show about his recovery and all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I like to know, uh, from you, Evan, like with free agency coming up, um, obviously we have a hole at quarterback, uh, what they say when you have multiple quarterbacks, you have none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have a hole there, but what other, other positions do you see Washington attacking, uh, when the free agency period opened up? Well, let's just start with quarterback because, um, you know, they did re-sign Taylor Heineke, who showed a little bit uh, in that in the in the the loss to uh, the playoff loss to Tampa Bay, and that was against a really good defense. And he was able to move the ball consistently, not just through the air, but also on the ground. I think he had like 50 rushing yards uh, in that game. So he's back. And then uh, Kyle Allen is is coming back. These are guys that Scott Turner, you know, they're 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 coming from Carolina. They both spent time with Carolina. Um, I think at the end of the day, I don't know. They, I think they might look at Cam. I mean, I, I think that there's a chance that they might look at Cam Newton. He's still only 31. He could. She showed that he could still run last year. You know, there were there were concerns entering last season about his foot. Uh, he is he has a history of foot injuries, and then also his arm. He didn't show very well uh, with regard to his arm, but. You know, he had flashes. Like I remember in the week two game, I think it was a, a, an island game, maybe on Monday night against Seattle. And he looked so good in that game. And then he just kind of tapered off. He also uh, he also uh, got COVID, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And then and, and he's spoken about this, how he kind of just it was never the same for him. He never felt good the rest of the way. He, he had that in like week four, I, I think, or week five. Um, so. Uh, I mean, I, you know, so I, I wonder if I, I think he still has a good relationship with Ron Rivera and um, 
I think that he would be an interesting pickup. A guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick also. See the see Washington is not in position to get you know one of these top top quarterback prospects. I mean, it doesn't really seem like. And Mac Jones might be a guy that might fall to them out of Alabama, but he's also not a guy that isn't real mobile. And I think that in today's NFL, you want a quarterback that can move. I mean, it's just these are too fast out there. I mean, it's not it's not a pocket passer league anymore. Um, so, but I, I think that, I think that you, that Washington could look in the direction of Cam Newton and maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah. And free agents. Now we, we, we know they have talked to the jets about Darnold as he cooked, mm. man, you know, he is a talented, talented dude. And he came out of, um, USC really young. He was like, uh, like not ordinary, like unusually young. I think he was actually one of the, the youngest quarterbacks to ever be drafted um, in the, in the top 10. Um, and of course he went uh, to the jets and I mean, he showed promise, um, you know, as a, like sort of as a flash player early in his career, but man, Adam Gase just sucks the life out of any offense. And I mean, we've seen, you know, with the, the countless guys that have gotten away from Adam Gase and gone on to, you know, that's like a meme now, like you get away from Adam Gase and you have a career year elsewhere, you know? So, and I mean, I, I believe it. The, the sample size is big enough now that I think it's a real thing. Um, and, and, and what I worry about with Sam Darnold is not his ability, but like, has he lost his confidence? Right. You know? And I, I do think he absolutely needs a change of scenery. Um, and he'd be, he'd be a really interesting, I mean, in Washington, you know, they've got, a good uh, right side of the offensive line. I think they need to do some stuff uh, to improve the left side of the offensive line. They've got a, a true number one receiver. Um, you know, Logan Thomas, I thought he got better like every game uh, last year. I mean, he was playing some really good football uh, at the end of the year. Um, so they, they've got some pieces there uh, to, to put around him, certainly more than he played with when he was with the Jets. I mean, early in his career, he, he showed a legitimate uh, rapport with Robbie Anderson and then they just let Robbie Anderson walk. I right. mean, it just, it, it didn't make any sense why, why they did that. Jets being the Jets. Yeah. Um, another quarterback that's been mentioned um, with the Washington football team is Marcus Mariota, um, whether it be by trade or the eventual release from the Raiders. Um, what, what do you think about Marcus Mariota? Well, he's another young quarterback that, I mean, very, almost like very similar to Sam Darnold uh, early in his career, he showed quite a bit of promise. And then I think that, and, and he was another, another, you know, guy who came, came out young out of uh, Oregon. And then his, his confidence seemed to waver. He just, he could not stay healthy there for a while. And I mean, he was trying to play with this like nerve impingement in his throwing arm. And, you know, he, he had all kinds of injuries, some to his legs and, I think he just – he needed a change of scenery, number one. Number two, you know, he just needed like his – like almost like a year off like for his body to heal because it, it had gotten that bad. And he got that with the Raiders. And then you saw in the one game where Derek Carr went out early, Mariota came in and he played really well. Um, that is one game. And, you know, the I think it was against the sort of underachieving Chargers defense. But – he would be an interesting guy to take a flyer on. Um, I, I don't think that anybody knows the, the true trajectory for a guy like Sam Darnold or for Marcus Mariota right now. Um, I, I think that you could just 
you can only say that they have talent, but they are still major question marks. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about, you said this just a minute ago with the offensive coordinator. I think fans of Washington were hard on him, but the more national guys we talked to, they like Scott Turner and what he was trying to do last year, right? Yeah, yeah. And I know that he is, um, he's a a forward, he's like a a progressive guy and he is, um, I know he's into analytics. Um, And I mean, you just look at, I mean, I, you know, the, I guess the number one thing that I, I look for in an offensive mind is he, is he getting the most out of the players that he has? And I do think that he got, I mean, the, you know, Alex Smith won comeback player of the year, Taylor Heineke and his opportunity played really well. Um, you know, McLaurin again, had a, a, a studly season. Antonio Gibson had a, a really nice rookie year. JD McKissick even, you know, JD I mean, McKissick had a great year. I mean, Great, yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. like, he was, he's, you know, like a, a, a fringe NFL player, really. I mean, you know, it, it wouldn't yeah. have surprised anyone if J.D. McKissick, like, didn't even play in the NFL last year, but he wound up playing, you know, being a significant cog in the offense and being a chain mover uh, for a team that was built around its defense and built, you know, that in, in the, um, you know, in the image of a team that uh, wants, to play ball control offense and then, you know, kind of win with its defense and win a lot of close games. And I mean, I think that Scott Turner understood that. And I mean, all these guys had, had good years. They were able to deal with the problems on the the left side of the offensive line. You go back to Carolina, Kyle Allen is, he's another fringe NFL player. And I mean, he did pretty well, you know, getting the ball to DJ Moore and uh, in, in, in Carolina and Christian McCaffrey had a monster year in that, that final season that Scott Turner was there. And, um, I don't, I'm, I'm a fan of Scott Turner. Got you. Um, in this free agent class, um, the wide receiver position has been reset a little bit with uh, Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson being franchise tag. Who, who do you see as the next tier of wide receivers, um, free agent wide receivers, potentially a number two target for Washington, being that they need to add some more help on the outside? Yeah, they do. They they need another receiver. Let me just pull up my uh, my, my free agent rankings here. Um, I mean, obviously, Kenny Galladay would would be the you know the number one uh, available free agent wide receiver. Um, John Brown uh, just came available, and he he's thirty one now, but he can still run when when healthy. He, he he's dealt with injuries you know throughout his career. And this past year, he had a high ankle sprain, and it, it really stunted his season but when he was on the field like if you look at the splits for the Bills offense when John Brown was in the lineup versus when he was not in the lineup um, I mean they scored like you know a touchdown more per game or something Mm -hmm. like that when when he was in the lineup he he really did make a difference because I mean he can he can take the top off and he can clear clear it out uh, even when he's not getting the ball, you know, and, and I think he made life a little bit easier on Stefan Diggs and, and Cole Beasley and, and Josh Allen. Um, and they, they cut him because number one, the salary cap has been reduced by almost 16 million. Um, but also because they, they've got a, a young kid on the way, uh, Gabriel Davis, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to be, he's going to have a chance at a big breakout, but John Brown available. Kenny Galladay is the number one Juju Smith Smith Schuster is, um, he's still really interesting. He did not have his best year, but I don't think it was his fault. Um, first of all, Ben Roethlisberger really, uh, he kind of 
he, he really fell off this past year, and he, he got worse as, as the season progressed. And Juju Smith-Schuster was playing in the slot 85% of the time, and his average depth of route was six yards. So he was basically like being used like a tight end. Um, and I think he's got a lot more ability than, than what he showed this past season. Will Fuller is coming off this, uh, this sus- suspension for PEDs. He's got an injury history, but, man, he can fly. Imagine Terry McLaurin and Will Fuller on the field together. I mean, that, that would be a lot of fun to watch. And then Corey Davis, um, top, he was a top-five pick coming out of uh, Western Michigan, one of the most productive players, one of the most productive receivers in college football history, He's only 26. He's coming off an awesome year. Um, I, I always have thought that he has like the ability to be a number one receipt, like an actual number one receiver in the NFL, but he's been highly inconsistent. Um, but this past year, it seemed like he took a big step forward. So he would be a guy that, and I think he would fit like stylistically because he's a big, strong, like physical receiver. Stylistically, he would fit uh, as like a, a perfect complement to Terry McLaurin. I know Washington fans are all over Curtis Samuels because of the connection to Carolina. Is that is he a guy that can eventually learn to line up outside, or is he just a guy you're moving all over all the time? Yeah, um, he is. Yeah, and, and he makes you know he's the, the perfect like uh, if you're connecting dots. You know, he's he's he probably if you were gonna like if if we were you know starting a sports book right now and we were gonna like set odds on you know the the wide receiver likeliest to go to Carolina. I mean, it would or likeliest to go to Washington. Uh, it would certainly be Curtis Samuel because of his connection to um, uh, Scott Turner. Um, he's only 24. I mean, he came out of Ohio State at like age 20. Uh, he came out as a sophomore. Um, and he did, he did run tradition, traditional, uh, outside routes in 2019, but then this past year, his role kind of changed. He was used more in the slot. They used him as a running back, you know, Christian McCaffrey was hurt. So they, they involved, uh, Curtis Samuel more as a running back. You go back to his college career. He had more rushing attempts than he did, uh, receptions at Ohio state. So I think the, the versatility makes him. Very, very intriguing. And again, the, the dots connect and he's another guy, man. I mean, you're talking about a lot of speed on the field. This guy ran 4-3-1 coming out of Ohio State, you know, and so, and so did Terry McLaurin or Terry McLaurin ran 4-3-3 coming out of yeah. Ohio State. And Antonio Gibson ran what, like 4-3-4 or something like that. So right. that would that would be a very fun addition. Yeah. With the salary cap being reduced, um, to to one i believe it's 182 for the for the year uh do you see a lot of free agents taking one two-year deals as opposed to in previous years they'll try to go get all that they can get in hopes that next year the cap bounce back and they can really get paid yeah that makes sense like that you know intuitively that 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 would happen that maybe agents will encourage uh players to be willing to settle for um you know, one and two year deals. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope, I mean, what, what's the cap going to really bounce back to in 2022 though? I mean, are they, are they just going to use this as the foundation or are they going to, cause the cap was going up $10 million every year, you know, year over year. And now it's going down a lot. And it, in the NFL, it's unfortunate, but the owners have a lot more power, than do the uh, does the players association. So 
I mean, all of a sudden, are they going to go back to and the, and the owners want the cap to be lower and obviously the players want it to be higher. Um, so are they going to go back to like, like, are they going to add because theoretically this cap should have been like 25, 26 million more than what it's going to be because we're not, we're not tacking on that extra 10 and we're actually reeling it back. You know, do, do we then go to add 36 million onto the cap in 2022? I, you know, I think the, the owners are going to be like, the owners are going to play, you know, play, they're going to play hardball here. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, we're looking for another tight end to put over uh, the other side of Thomas, is that like a Johnny Smith type guy? Are you busting the bank for Hunter Henry? I mean, what kind of tight end do you think in that two tight? Because they run a ton of t- two tight end sets there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that Kyle Rudolph might be a guy that, that would make sense. And he got cut. Um, and, you know, he can block and he's like a red zone threat. He's not going to be dynamic, you know, as, as a pass catcher. Um, but he would be a guy that might make sense opposite – uh, Logan Thomas, um, looking at the, yeah, I mean, Johnu and Henry are, are they're going to be expensive. Um, I, I think Johnu, Johnu might get like a big deal, like a bigger deal than, than people anticipate because he's a guy that doesn't need to come off the field. He, I mean, he's always been trusted as like a high volume blocker by his coaches. And, uh, he was, he was dominating in the red zone early last season before they needed, they lost Taylor Luan, their left tackle, and they had to go with Johnny Smith as more of a blocker uh, as the season progressed. Um, I mean, I don't know. Those would be great gets. Uh, another interesting guy would be Gerald Everett. He's 26 years right. old coming from the Rams. He's not really a blocker at all. Um, but, but he is a guy who can be dynamic in the passing game. He just probably didn't get enough opportunities with the Rams, he was like in a timeshare with Tyler Higby, and that's what he would be with with Logan Thomas essentially. But there would also be moments where where they played together because, as you mentioned, they do like to run the multiple tight end sets. Uh, Evan, what do you think about this year's free agent class on the offensive line? We, we discussed earlier. We know Washington has work to do on the left side of the line. Um, I know they're counting on uh, Sadiq Charles. I believe that's Sadiq Charles to yeah. come in and hopefully lock down one of them spots this year. But what what's out there in the free agent class if if one was to go shopping on the left side? Well, it got um, it got hit by a, a bunch of franchise tags uh, early. You know, Sh- uh, Sh- Scherf got one, um, and then Taylor Moton. With whom Scott Turner and Ron Rivera both have a history from Carolina. He got hit with a franchise tag, and then Cam Robinson of the Jaguars got hit by uh, with the franchise tag. And but then um, you know some guys got cut. Uh, Nick Martin, Washington doesn't really need a center, um, but he's he's a pretty good player. And then um, uh, O'Reilly oh, Reef, he's kind of like a below average starter. He got cut. Uh, Kevin Zeitler, I think, would be awfully interesting for Washington. Now, his history is at right guard, uh, where you have uh, Sheriff. Am, am I saying that right? Is it Sheriff? Some people say no, Sheriff. It's, it's, it's Sheriff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some people sure. say Sheriff, and I'm always like, is that the right pronunciation? No. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, Ali Villanueva. Um, left tackle uh, from Pittsburgh. We, I mean, Pittsburgh is just so salary cap strapped that 
they may have to part with uh, him. He was uh, he was an Army Ranger in Afghanistan, just an absolute badass. Um, he's getting a little older now, though, and he's not coming off his best season. Um, and then, uh, oh, you know, Daryl Williams has the history with the Carolina guys. Uh, he is 28. He's played tackle and guard. I mean, he could maybe be a solution at left guard. Evan, tell us, when you guys started establishing the run, you got uh, you were already at uh, Roto World, right? Yeah, yeah. And what? how did you end up getting – you just started your own website. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I worked at NBC Sports slash Roto World for like 12 years and, you know, was able to kind of cultivate, you know, sort of like a brand and, um, you know – gain like a, um, you know, a pretty decent uh, social media following and, um, you know, just worked really, really hard for, uh, for a long time um, and, you know, made like a lot of sacrifices and, you know, and then finally, um, you know, kind of came to the conclusion that I needed to like take a chance on myself and, um, and Adam Levitan, he'd already done that. I worked at Roto World with him for like six years, uh, but he had already done that. And he kind of like talked me into, hey, you know, it's it's time, it's time, let's go, let's go do something together, and we did. Uh, and this was our, our second season, and um, it's been it's been awesome, man. It's it, it's it's been it's the best decision of my life. Can you talk about the type of work that that goes into you know running the site? Like, how do you your preparation, just the things that you do? Because I think a lot of people. You know, they'll say, oh, I can do that. Like, that's just watching a little bit of tape and talking about, you know, players. But yeah. you just talking about talk about some of the work. Yeah, well, one good thing, actually, uh, about the, the way that we structured the business. I'm, I'm not a business person. You know, I'm, I'm a um, I mean, I guess now technically I am. But, you know, that's not my that, that's not, you know, my, my mindset. My mindset is just like trying to pump out the best football content that I possibly can, you know, um, doing podcasts and, you know, and, and writing and, um, you know, going on other people's podcasts and, and trying and, and, and tweeting about football and, you know, just like producing content, um, as much as I possibly can. Um, and then where, but we set it up so that I really don't have to deal with the, the business side. Like they just, we just decided like, Hey, we want you in this role. We don't want you having to deal with, you know, and when I was at Roto World, I was like in charge of, you know, like 10 or 12 people. And I don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. So we we set it up so that you know, I can just focus on on the content. And um, we have other guys pretty much taking care of the, the business side and, you know, all the and the, the technical uh, stuff. So um, that that was another big plus for for uh, for leaving Roto World and going off on my own. Gotcha. I saw you had somebody on the other day talking about the NBA top shot stuff. Yeah. Is the, is the NFL going to do that? I I would bet on it. Yes. Yes. Right. I, I would think so. I would definitely think so. It, it, it's, it's cool here to, to stay, right? I think so. I, I mean, there, there's some concern that like, I don't know, there's like conspiracy theories that it's like, I, I don't want to say anything like, like stupid, you know, but <laughs> I mean, there are conspiracy theories about it and, and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the, the website for top shot, like, it's not always working. It doesn't always work. And, um, you know, there have been like, I don't, I don't want to say anything stupid, but, but there, you know, there, there are definitely like, it's not like, 
it's not the most um i don't know it's 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 not like i hope i hope you out it, it feels like a scam. <laughs> I'm I'm right. a for a month right. now, it feels like, and there's never yeah. a pack available. It, it's not a hundred percent legitimized yet. Okay, so I mean, I think that there is still some trepidation about it, but I think that uh, I think that the, the NFL is going to be. I mean, this 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 idea of the you know the online collectibles. Um, the more I've read about, it, I thought it was stupid at first, but then I started to read about it. And I mean, I think it maybe is the way of the future, like in 20 or 30 years, people aren't going to, you know, their collectibles are not going to be like Beanie Babies and, and baseball cards anymore. It's going to be like online, you know, online collectibles, if that makes sense. I think that's probably some of my trepidation is how do you get over, uh, it may be the old man to me, but how do you get over having something you can touch? Like right. Something right. tangible. Like how, how do you quantify a digital asset? And I, I think that's the, the hardest part, especially for people, you know, my age range. I don't know how, how old you are, Evan, but to 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 get over. Um, no, that, that I, I I'm I'm 37 and that I, I feel the exact same way. I mean, I kind of feel like I'm a boomer, you know, when I'm uh, when, I, when, <laughs> when I'm when I'm looking at this kind of I mean, I would much rather have like a baseball card that I that I could hold, you know. Right. But I don't, but I think that that, that, you know, people that like, I have an eight-year-old daughter, you know, when she's, you know, 16, 17, 18 and, you know, and, and like, maybe she won't, but like people in her, in her class or, you know, around her age, age range, like, you know, young boys, like they're, they might be, you know, all into online collectibles. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It yeah, is. Well, I mean, I guess it's like music being digitalized, right? Nobody's got a tape or a CD anymore. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really good uh, parallel. Yeah. yeah. But the collectibles, the vinyl came back. Like that's the, that's the thing now. Oh, it's oh, not really? CDs. It's, it's and and paper vinyl. cards have come back, right? It's a huge thing now. The The cards are back. Even the paper. Yeah. Are the cards are back. Yeah. Because every time I go, I go into Walmart, I can't find any. <laughs> I've been oh, trying to really? find some. Wow. Yeah. They used to have a big display right. full yeah. of them. And now every time I go in there is literally only Pokemon and wwe cards that's it <laughs> you're, not, you're not in on the wwe cards too I, I i have no idea what's going on in the w i can't even tell you who's wrestling right now <laughs> Me either. at all well evan we, we we definitely thank you for coming through we thank you for taking time with us let the people know where they can find you and what you got coming up next yeah i'm uh, at evan silva on twitter uh you can check out at establish the run on twitter and establish the run.com on the internet. Thanks so much for having me, guys. This was this was fun. I'm glad we did it. Yes, yeah, indeed. Good job. Thanks, man. Appreciate yeah, it. All right, guys. Take it easy. All right. Peace.